Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Save big on your Memorial Day barbecue, all in the Kroger app. Get three-pound rolls of juicy 80% lean ground beef for $3.49 a pound with a digital coupon. Then get select varieties of flavorful Powerade, Body Armor Super Drink, or Arizona Tea for 77 cents each, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today, or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. What's up, you guys? Sean Ross Sapp here, managing editor of Fightful.com. I promised and I delivered that I would have a better Christmas sweater than Alex Pawlowski. Here you go, guys. The Crying Jordan holiday sweatshirt. In honor of Alex, who has been known to wear his heart on his sleeve on occasion. Alex, how are you? Uh, I am a tad under the weather. Uh, You should have heard me uh, this morning when I woke up. I sounded like I was literally dying. So I'm uh, the Christmas spirit yet. I save that for December 1st. But if you want to start early, Sean Rossap, it's, it's all, up, all up to you. Oh, we're already here. My wife was decorating our, our porch with Christmas stuff. I don't know what all is out there. We put up our Christmas tree. I had to buy a new Christmas tree. I didn't do the Black Friday shopping, although I did drop a Black Friday craziness video on the Fightful YouTube where I broke down some of the finer moments of this year's Black Friday. So, guys, check that out. Also, for registered members of Fightful.com, I did a Fightful Books It on changes that I would make to the Royal Rumble match. Go check that out. You can register absolutely free. You get access to the forums. And, of course, all our great stuff at Fightful.com that doesn't include a – or doesn't require a registration. But did you go Black Friday shopping at all, Alex? Did you crack any skulls? I did not. I cracked zero skulls. I didn't actually venture out. Uh, we were in Tennessee – my uh, sister-in-law had everybody over, the whole fam on my wife's side, over for for Thanksgiving, and uh, we were in Tennessee. Did not go to Nashville. Walked around, saw a Parthenon. Apparently, they they just rebuilt the Greek Parthenon in Nashville. I had no idea. It's very nice. And we Nashville's had a hell of a city. One of my favorite cities in the world. Cool. I liked it. From what I saw, was digging it. So, I did not go shopping on that day. WWE Monday Night Raw, it is November 27th, and we have plenty to talk about. One more plug before uh, we get into the show. Fightful.com will be at UFC 218 this week. We have sent James Lynch there. He's going to be giving us a ton of content all week long. And, of course, even though this weekend was a holiday weekend, we still have plenty for you. Last Thursday was the MMA Industry Podcast, a podcast where James Lynch takes a look at the behind the scenes of MMA media. Our own showdown Joe was on it. Go check it out. It is worth a watch. Even if you're you're not an MMA fan, it's it's a very good watch. We also had a post UFC Shanghai show. Michael Bisping got KTFO'd. And I released a, a lot of interviews and things that had kind of 
been hidden on the Fightful.com YouTube page for a while, a Sanjay Dutt shoot interview. We had a compilation of unfiltered Sean Pearson. Lots of fun stuff over there. I want to apologize first off for any server issues we may have had on the site today. Uh, we had so much traffic that the uh, website crashed, so that's good and bad news. But onward to Monday Night Raw. Of course, we are... A couple weeks away, Alex, from a WWE show, and that's the only major WWE show until the Royal Rumble. In the meantime, Ring of Honor, New Japan have real big shows. Like It's going to be a very crucial three-week period for Ring of Honor and New Japan. Ring of Honor announced a new TV deal with Stadium. You have UFC and Bellator and boxing bringing it thick this weekend. you got a tough finale and Bellator 189 Friday with two big women's title fights. UFC 218. Kodo versus Ali on Saturday, but there's going to be a real absence of WWE pay-per-views. How do you see them bridging the gap? Um, I figure they're going to take one of these upcoming Raws in December, probably Christmas night, and make it appointment viewing with all kinds of title matches and maybe in a, well, I was going to say an appearance from their champion, but that ain't happening. Oh, no, way. no way Brock's coming down from Saskatchewan or whatever to do um, Christmas night, but maybe they could maybe they could do a uh, tape and say it's live via satellite or something. I don't know, but um, uh, yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, they, they, it seems like they're tonight anyway. They were kind of in um, this thing where everything was kind of killing time. You know, there was a they were dueling harmonica solos from the Miz-tourage minus the Miz. That's how much time they were killing tonight. I didn't mind, actually. That was kind of fun. But it feels like they're, they're in a holding pattern until they figure out what they want to do here. So we'll see. Yeah, that's something I put in my notes. Is It seemed like there was a lot of time killing on this show, but I think a lot of it made for some good TV. We had some exceptional wrestling on this show, which, which we'll get into, but you mentioned the champ not being on the show. Roman Reigns, it seemed like he verbally just straight up said, this is the title to have. I am the guy I'm going to carry this brand. He comes out with the intercontinental title in tow and seems genuinely humbled outside of slinging his belt over his shoulder. I know a lot of people had problems with this. I mean, Naito tossed the titles around Dunn carries them with his mouth. Like I'm, I'm pretty sure if Snitsky held one, he would have punted it to the ring or something. Like, do you have an issue with this? Um, not as much as I did when he was first doing it with the U.S. title belt. It felt like a title itself uh, with the U.S. title because Roman was so long in the main event scene and felt like he seemed like he was kind of just a little ticked that he was being dropped down the card or whatever when his feud with Rusev. This to me just feels like now this is just his character. The same way I have no problem with Pete Dunne carrying his belt in his teeth because it feels like that's what that guy would do. This dick. His whole persona is like, whatever, I'm here, I'm the best, and I know it. Which, which means I can carry the belt any way I damn well please. And that's what he does. So I'm less aggravated by it now, but it st- certainly does stand out. You got to admit, like, there's nobody else has been doing that. So it's kind of his deal. I just wonder if he ever won the, when 
he wins the Universal Championship, will he come out that first Raw with it slung over his shoulder like it doesn't mean anything? Or will he actually have it showing to the crowd? Because that's the big thing, is when he carries the way he does now, he shows it to his back. Like he, he doesn't want it preceding him. Like he, he's the star, not the championship, which is interesting. It fits in line with his character is what I'm saying, but it's definitely a statement. He talks about his big week. Again, establishes that this title is the one. The Miz appear and bring Elias out to make the formal challenge. Uh, Reigns' retort is short and sweet. What do you think of the Miz kind of serving as <laughs> Elias's roadies in the meantime? I'm super into the Driftaraj. I think that that is uh, these guys needed. I'm so pleased that the Miz goes off and films the Marine Six uh, back in the habit or whatever it is. And um, but these guys get to remain on the show. That's important to me because they're great. They're so much fun. They're the best cannon fodder, um, you know, on this show anyway. Uh, I would say the Singh brothers maybe have a claim to being tossed around the most, but, uh, but I love these guys, what they do. And I'm so glad that they get to stick around. I hope they are forever. The, um, the, the drifters roadies. We didn't get to talk about this on last week's show, but Shawn Michaels, no real effect on our programming. Miz and Becky Lynch though, headed to film this movie. First off, good for Becky Lynch. It's a, it's a foot in the door. Question one, will they change her hair color for this? Two, what do you think about her getting getting this spot? How do you think she'll do? Well, I, I, honestly, this is uh, I've been kind of out of the loop for the past week. This is the first I'm hearing of it, and it's awesome. Um, uh, I think it's great, and she, she'll, she's going to kill it. Um, I'm assuming she plays some fiery, spitfire type of Irish uh, someone who kicks lasses. I'm assuming they're not going to really get astray from her her in ring persona, but that that'll be fun. I'm I'm looking forward to that. Um, I hope they don't change the hair color. It's great. I mean, the fire in the fire orange, like that's perfect for her. Uh, I don't know why you would want it. Like, let's make her a blonde. Like, I just, I feel like it's a bad decision if they do if they go with that. But um, I, I'm I'm definitely interested in seeing what she does with this uh, as a start because she deserves it. So first off, we have Seth Rollins versus Cesaro. Seth Rollins picks up the win. For some reason, Corey Graves can't understand why Booker T doesn't think that a singles win puts you in line for a tag title shot. Now, Rollins and Ambrose have a rematch anyway. WWE loves the rematches. Yep. Where, where do you fall on this? Like, Do you think that a win over one of the tag champions should put you in line for a tag title shot? Well, here's what I'm failing to understand. Um, the... Did they have a rematch since they lost the belts? No, in the, in the lead up to, to Survivor Series. Like I don't know who who else is there. Like is it now? Gals and Anderson are busy selling merch. It's not them. Who else is there? They are in in line. I, the idea there's there's even an argument. I mean, we all we all know this is just them killing time until they have their rematch and they have the rematch. So. It was just a weird conversation to me. A lot of this stuff was, a lot of the commentary tonight was was just Booker T, just going into business for himself. It was great. Is, I love it. What he does, which is what he does. We'll talk about we'll talk about more of it into in uh, in a bit because 
he and Jason Jordan are just phenomenal. Uh, I like Cesaro's front suplex under the ropes. Selling or, or Rollins sells it incredibly. Uh, this is the part of the week where I talk about how impressed I am with Cesaro's strength, and he catches Rollins and does a tilt-a-whirl backbreaker. I wish he could have caught the blockbuster attempt, but I think the momentum is maybe a little too heavy to do that. Yeah. They mention Ambrose is on his honeymoon and that Cesaro or Sheamus is on his sabbatical like eight times. Do you think this was to set them up to be like, don't expect these people? Or do you think that's a way of saying, well, these guys are taking a week off because you know how WWE does. Yeah, that's true. Um, My thought was just like, this is why you don't see them on your TV right now. Like if I tuned in halfway through a, a, a Seth Rollins versus Cesaro match and I didn't see either Dean or Sheamus, I would think, oh, did those guys get in a fight and like brawl to the back? Were they both ejected? Was there some some stipulation they're not allowed to be at ringside? I would have those questions because that's just what happens. If you have tag teams that are feuding and two of the guys have singles matches, their partners are there to create distractions or counteract them. Um, so, yeah, I, mean, I, was, I was always chalking it up to being just like, this is why you don't see them right now. But um, Dino waited a while for that uh, honeymoon. Um, yeah. Hey, I had to wait a year, man. I, like, I, sometimes, I was, I was saying, like, you, you know how that is. <laughs> work gets in the way, man. It's like I couldn't go on mine last year because Fightful had launched. Like, it started two months before James can, or Jimmy considers August our real launch. And I got married a month after that. So I had to wait a full year and ended up uh, being great, even though we showed up in Orlando after a hurricane. But yeah, I, f- I feel you, Dean. Uh, somebody in the chat says, Sean, what was the spot you said that Rollins did that you used to do in your matches? It was that guillotine leg drop over the ropes. I would do it out of the corner uh, with the opponent on the apron, though. I love that move. That is very cool. Very glad that he's using that, as well as the Falcon Arrow, which I love and I could never do. Uh, He gets the win after 18 minutes. I thought this was an excellent Raw match. Like There were a lot of matches that got some time tonight. Yeah, this was great. I was watching this thing going, man, what if, you know, like Cesaro and Rollins have been injured in different points, like for long, for extended periods of time in their careers. And somebody said this on Twitter. It's amazing to me that both, that all members of the Shield and Sheamus are all former world champions. And Cesaro hasn't ever and probably will never get a sniff of it because that dude's absolutely on their level mm-hmm. and just the stuff like you, you were saying catching the crossbody and turning into a world of backbreaker is just insane um and i mean the, the dude's an amazing worker in every aspect the way he sold uh rollins is ridiculous stupid oh the knee because they haven't given it a name it's just the knee um yeah it was, it was uh, he amazing. calls it the ripcord knee right but on commentary, it's just, oh, the knee. It's like, yes, that is the part of the body that he used to knock out Cesaro. It was just, I don't know. It just felt funny to me that they're like, oh, the elbow. Yes, that you could distill <laughs> Kyrie Sane to just, oh, the elbow. Uh, yeah, no, it was fine. Um, the match itself was great. I, I loved it. I, I can't, I wish we, this, this match was a singles title match. You know what I mean? It was great. 
After the match, Rollins brings up Renee Young and Ambrose. That's not done in canon a lot in WWE. Occasionally, you'll have The Miz pop out and mention it. Maybe it was mentioned on SmackDown last year, but it's definitely not a secret if it were at all before. I mean, if if it wasn't, then it's been so long that I can't even remember. He says the Shield are staying together and they want their title rematch. Was Ambrose being on honeymoon this week, like, enough reason for Rollins to just be like, no tactical gear this week. None. Yeah. Yeah. Um, well, the tactical gear is, to me, is a thing which just harkens too much to the past. Of These guys have moved beyond that that phase. Going back and getting back together is right, but they're not the SWAT team anymore. Like, it's just not. They're not the hounds of justice. Um, I love them together as a team, but they don't have to be that gimmick anymore. And so I hope the next time they have a match, none of they're not all wearing the, the, the gear. Um, but, uh, yeah, I'm, I was weird. They had to like address the rumors. Oh, you guys are going to break up now. No, nope. Cause I, I have a sneaky suspicion that, that Seth and Dean are regaining the championships next week. And then all three of them will be wearing belts and they're going to keep that going until the rumble. Yeah, sure. I mean, I, I could see that. I could see that. Up next, we have the Good Brothers shilling more merchandise. I like this spot for them. If you ain't got anything for them on TV, sure, why not? Go ahead. Yeah, no, I, I love it. These guys are great. Um, they're they're so good at, at being these types of guys, and I just wonder why they can't figure out a way how to use them to use you know, what they do right rather than kind of forcing them into being like these, you know, I don't know, cookie cutter heels as opposed to really unique, fun characters that can, they, we've been talking about that. We've talked about this. These two guys are absolutely the reincarnation of the APA and they'd be so good at it, beating up anybody that you pay them to. That's a great idea. They could be heels one week and maybe the next, all depending on who gives them the money. It's great. Do something with them. Because it's, it's uh, I mean, listen, Luke Gallows impersonated Steve Austin last week. This week, all he had to do was put on this pair of those boss shades, and he became Sasha Banks. This guy's got range. Yeah, I, I like them. I think they're they're good in that humorous role. We, we've, we've talked this to death a million times. There are things you can do with them. Samoa Joe and Tid- or Titus O'Neil. Uh, Joe won. What the hell happened here? This got stiff in a hurry. <laughs> yeah, this is great. This is this is the best possible Titus O'Neil match. Yeah, there were there were no better scenarios than this. Um, you know, I had a lot of people asking me, did things get real in there? Hell, I don't know, but uh Titus Titus got Joe back in the corner and said, You're gonna bully me? and started to <laughs> slap the piss out of him. They were exchanging real tough shots. This is great. This is what I want to see out of Samoa Joe matches. And then Samoa Joe uh, lands a really nice jab and just <laughs> drops Titus and chokes him out. This was good stuff. Good, quick stuff. It was excellent. This is this is A, and we'll see later a, a continuation of this. This is the Samoa Joe I need on my television. This is the guy um, who in NXT I was watching going, man, you get this guy doing this kind of stuff mm-hmm. up on the main roster, he could run shit. Um, and because he's so good on the mic, and he's just a killer in the ring. And I really think it was one of those things of like before the match, 
Joe going up to Titus and saying, I want you to hit me as hard as you can. You know what I mean? Like, you're a big dude. You putting some bass in those slaps is really going to uh, get me over the top, you know, so that make it mean something because he knows the, the continuation of the storyline throughout the night. Pissing off Samoa Joe is a bad idea. Yeah. Because look where it gets you by the end of the night. And that's great because that's what we need. We need that guy. And he's the perfect dude to do it. Because Titus isn't going to back down from anybody. And that's perfect. I, I like I like the whole thing. Getting Apollo Crews in there too just shows that this is not the Samoan Joe you want to F with tonight. And um, yeah, I, I loved it. Afterwards, Apollo Crews comes into the ring. He gets choked out, too. <laughs> this guy, like, you got to wonder if the paychecks outweigh the potential of what could have happened had he stuck around in NXT. Because initially, the, the Titus Worldwide thing worked out for him. It just ain't working out for him anymore. Well, they've kind of cooled on the whole Titus Worldwide thing. You know, I mean, it, was a, it was a deal for a while. Like, it really was. And then they just said, nah, we're not doing that anymore. Um. I mean, on a night like tonight, I mean, they were on the show. But on a night like tonight, like where, where they were just killing time, this would be a great opportunity for Titus Worldwide to go around recruiting people. You know what I mean? Like, it could be a lot of fun. But, um, yeah, I mean, Apollo Crews, it's been said. The guy got called up way too early. Like, I, I honestly felt like he was in line for a, for a title run right before he got called up. Because at least a run at the title, if not, he didn't actually secure it. Because he was really on that trajectory down there. But that doesn't mean that you're right for that being called up yeah. at that time. You know, it just was bad. You know, I think the best case scenario, they could have had a situation like like Elias, where he just delivered and went above and beyond on the main roster. That just didn't happen for Apollo. Like, it, it never did. He's had some bright spots, but it just didn't work. We were set for a match between a group now known as Absolution, Paige, Mandy Rose, Sonya Deville, against Mickey James, Bailey, and Sasha Banks. I was very interested to see how Paige looked in the ring because being in her mid-20s after neck surgery and this much time ahead of you in the ring, it's uncharted territory. We saw Lita kind of do it, but she came back and then she was, she was retired within a couple years and spent a lot of time outside the ring. And she compared to today's women, Lita wasn't that great in the ring. Like she was not very fundamentally sound. I laugh my ass off at Alexa Bliss saying that Nikki James is probably taking a nap backstage when she didn't show up. As it turns out, Alex, she had arthritis in her ankle and couldn't make it out. Terrible. Yeah. Well, flappy pants. Caution, flappy pants. You open yourself up to so much to so much injury. <laughs> Because of that. Yeah, she probably tripped over him. You know what I mean? And then you fall down. That's what happened. Did they show Bailey back there? They did. She was, she, but it was her neck. Her neck hurt. Oh, no. Yeah, her neck. It was her neck. Um, my fair part about this whole thing was, like, you ever think about those things, the implied scene that we don't get to see? There's the dude who's running the soundboard. And he plays Mickey's music and just lets it play for a while. And she yeah. doesn't come out. And somebody tells him, oh, well, I guess she's, she's probably in the bathroom or something. She'll come out third. Go ahead and play Bailey's music next. 
Like, I've never seen that before. Where, like, they play the second person. She doesn't come out. Well, I guess we just play the third person. Maybe she'll come out. And it would have been funny if Bailey had come out and been like, well, where's Mickey? I don't know. Like, obviously, at this point, when Mickey doesn't come out, we know both of his partners have been taken out and kind of, you know, assume that. But I just thought it was really funny of like, ah, play the third one. Yeah. Uh, I, I like it. And I, I'll take the implied beatdown over crazy, shaky Zoom camera any day. Me too. I mean, that we got a little bit of that tonight, not as much as usual, because I didn't notice it so much. If I notice it, then I just know it's too bad. And ugh, well, we didn't have that much of it, at least unless I go back and watch it and I see it and I feel really dumb. Somebody asked if I'm going to SmackDown tomorrow. I still don't know. I may. I'm going to wake up tomorrow and decide. Uh, Paige and company have taken out Bailey and Mickey James in the back. Paige is better on the mic than I ever remember. And I, I just, I say the same thing after the year and a half she's had, I don't know what can shake her, but WWE seemingly always puts her in a position where she's got to kill an absurd amount of time and wait on cues. Like there's, there was the spot. If you ever remember when AJ Lee won the title back and Paige has to stretch out her promo and it's awkward and, and a bummer. We hear from Mandy Rose and Sonya Deville. Both were fine, I thought. I mean, first time on the mic in WWE, they're okay. I think Sonya Deville needs to be Rosita from Brooklyn Nine-Nine and very rarely speak. And when she does, just mono- like in a in a monotone voice, just talk about how much she likes violence, and that's about it. That That's what they had her do originally in NXT, and I thought it worked, Alex. Yeah, no, I liked it. Um, I, I, I loved the, the catchphrase that they gave her. When she was still a tweener in NXT, put your hair up and square up. I thought that was great because so few of these women actually wear their hair like actual MMA fighters would. Like you wouldn't want flowing tresses that could get caught by somebody and grabbed onto. And the heck, she pulls her hair up, you know, puts in the braids and puts her the ponytail. That makes that seems to be more of a fighter. Um, and it just it was this thing that they did for her, and I liked it, but. I did. I disagree. Like I thought, these two the two girls were shaky. Like at best, like they were verging on Naomi territory, but they were cutting heel promos. So it's very different. She wasn't trying to get people to like them, trying to get people to dislike them. And it was like, who are you? Because as a casual fan, we don't know who you are. And this is like generic heel promo one, generic heel promo two. Like they. I felt they were they were underserved by the writing staff that could have given them something that was a little different for each of them, as opposed to sure. like Paige is awesome. We think so. But basically that's that's what their promos were. Uh and they well, here, here's the difference I see in this. This is first time out in front of a camera. Sure. And they are about two and a half years into their WWE runs. Right. If you get a promo like that from them or say Ruby Riot or Ember Moon or something. And you know, I don't much mind it because it's it's fresh and it's brand new. If you get a and, and they're they're still relatively new. If you get a promo like that out of a Naomi or an Alicia Fox or a, a Nikki Bella or a Brie Bella, that's man, they've been around for a decade almost in within yeah. the WWE system. So I have a, I'm I'm a lot less forgiving. 
All three women kicked the shit out of Sasha. Paige's finish looked really great tonight. Yeah, no, I've always loved the Rampage. I think that's great. Uh, I like the the weird round hopping roundhouse kick thing that uh, that Simone Will does, and then. Um, Correct me if I'm wrong, is that not Beth Phoenix's old finisher that Mandy Rose has co-opted now? That weird The The vertical... chicken wing thing? Yeah, yeah it's, it sucks. It's a shit finish. Yeah, I don't like it. Also, I'll keep putting over Sonya Deville strikes. They're fantastic. She she does she does it great. She does it great. Uh, Bray Wyatt is Krampus or something. I don't know. It's the same old shit, man. Well, no, it's not. He's never come out and just yelled at the audience that they're all dead. Like, that's different. I mean... I, I mean, different. Well, that's the whole thing. Is to me, I'm like, I'm looking for anything that's not, you're not who you say you are, But man. he did that! He did that! <laughs> you're not well, cool, man! I'm gonna <laughs> tell you why you're not cool, man! You haven't been listening to me, um, man! Well, yeah. You yeah. all need to go to ProWrestlingTees.com slash Fightful, man! Get one of those fightful tees, then you will be cool. You'll be a part of the system, but you'll be cool. Listen, all I'm saying is the guy who like decides I don't Man. like this wrestler because he's not who he says he is. And the guy in the back of your city bus who just starts screaming that you're all dead, those are very different kinds of, of, of evil weird dude. Um, they played so, the hokey pokey with this shit for five years, though. So at, like I like I tweeted, at least Sam Shaw and TNA they went full on serial murderer with him. Like they like, they went there, and that's the, what I bought when I saw Bray Wyatt. It's like I think I, I mentioned it to Jimmy on last week's show. I live in Kentucky. I feel like if I walked into the woods behind my house, I could run into that dude, just making moonshine somewhere. But now I feel like I can run into him if I go back to my old high school and break into the AV room, and that's it. Yeah. Like, the, the very first Man. real uh, promo that he cut in NXT was where he talked about murdering his own father. Like, not, not Mike Rotunda. Like, <laughs> like, Bray Wyatt's dad, he murdered him when he was a boy. Yeah. Like, fought it out, figured out how best to do it, and then murdered his own father in cold blood. I don't know where that guy is, but he probably doesn't play well on PGTV. He got the mumps, man! <laughs> yeah. That's not cool. Oh, man. I mean, I like I, tw I tweeted this as well. A lot of people, I think, are holding on to what... Our bodies come in different shapes and sizes, so doesn't it make sense that our weight loss plans should, too? That's the beauty of Noom. They build a personal plan that factors in dietary restrictions, medical issues, and other personal needs so your plan works for you. Noom doesn't restrict or shame when you want to treat yourself. Their flexible program focuses on progress. Instead of perfection, you don't have to give up carbs or anything. And with their daily lessons, you can learn something new about your food choices every day. After just a few days of using the app, I learned how to recognize cues for overeating and how to choose the right foods to feel full. Stay focused on what's important to you with Noom's psychology and biology-based approach. Sign up for your trial today at Noom.com. That's N-O-O-M 
Dot com. And check out Noom's first ever cookbook, The Noom Kitchen, for a hundred healthy and delicious recipes to promote better living. Available to buy now wherever books are sold. The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Bray Wyatt was in 2013 and the potential of what he could be. I mean, like, when they were ready to do Waylon Mercy right and they had the guy to play the role and the right supporting characters. And I I really was expect like... Had he taken off that jacket and been wearing like Ninja Turtle foot soldier gear like Harper and Rowan, who only have one name each, by the way, fucking yep. genius, um, I wouldn't have been surprised. Also, <laughs> I had posted in my notes it's been almost eight months and Hardy is still dying his hair blonde, so I don't think that he gave up on Broken. The end of this match, after he misses a beautiful moonsault, we are, we are shown that he has not given up on Broken. This is perhaps the most blatant that he has used broken mannerisms in WWE. He threw out his arms. He screamed delete repeatedly. That's a good sign. It's a, it's it, a good sign that we're getting broken, Matt. I don't know. If if we had, it wasn't him sneaking it on the TV. Oh, no, this no, was no. a long camera yeah. shot. This was a deliberate choice that they're letting him go with. The problem is... I could absolutely see this by the rumble just dying on the vine. Like Vince doesn't know what the hell it is. He doesn't like it. Make it stop. Make him go back to when he was Team Extreme. Because it just it just it just feels like something the WWE will not do right. The fact that it's taken this long, I mean when he came over uh, when he came over to WWE first, you know, at, at Mania. Everybody was into it. Like, Broken Matt was a thing. People were into it. We can't wait. When's he going to do it? And now, by November, he was doing Delete, and there were 17 dudes in the audience who were jacked up for it. But nobody else was, because nobody else knew that what the hell was going on. So they I'm will. hoping that they'll figure out how to harness this and make it right. Matt's going to do right by it. I don't know if the company's going to let him. You pair him up with this guy that he wrestled tonight, I think some yeah. fun stuff could happen. I'm ready to see fridges get thrown. I'm ready for Jimmy to offer to buy me whatever house they tear up. I'm looking forward to it. I, I, I think it could be really good. But you got to embrace the cheesiness of it. You're going to have half the people saying that this is stupid and it mm -hmm. sucks. But you know what? People do that with the top star in your company. So who cares? Who cares? Cruiserweights back, the Cruiserweight babyfaces are backstage. They're not happy. Kurt Angle admits that he kind of put them on the back burner while he dealt with Stephanie. I thought that was hilarious. So he announces a Cruiserweight title contender tournament of sorts. A couple of fatal four ways that will lead to a match in a couple of weeks that determine a contender. Rich Swan cracked Tazawa in the head so goddamn hard with his knee on this Topekon Hilo. And WWE, when they showed the replay, had it real slow. 
until right before the impact. And I was like, what are you doing? Show me that nasty-ass knee. Let me see yeah. this. Yeah, it's one of those. It's a wonder that kind of stuff doesn't happen more often on those things. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. just. Um, I love that Kurt Angle told on himself that he does not watch 205 Live because every episode the past month has been all about the Zoe train. And he's like, what's a Zoe train? Kurt, you don't watch the product. It's cool, man. I understand. But you're technically the GM of these dudes, too. So I know on Mondays, you've been all, you know, your illegitimate son and Stephanie wants to fire you and Triple H is back and all that stuff. Braun's going nuts. But on Tuesdays, pull up a chair. Watch the rest of like your, your little guys because uh, you actually are in charge of them, too. This match was real good. This was fast and furious action that this cruiserweight division needs. I got to shout out the commentary team. Corey Graves brings up the cruiserweight champion, and this was also brought up about the tag titles earlier, about how they make more money than non-champions and how Enzo brings that up every week. Shout-outs for that. We've talked about this a million times. For so long, Vince McMahon has wanted to portray his wrestlers as being larger than life and not having to worry about money. That's why they do the job. Like, contrary to what Vince McMahon wants to be portrayed, these guys don't do this for brand supremacy. <laughs> they don't do it for that. They do it to feed people. As much as I like my job, it'd be it's hard to justify doing it without that pay that comes. Like, and that's that's the way that everybody is with their job. Of course, everybody I have a job that I love. I'm sure that many WWE superstars love it. But money always helps. Money is always a motivation. So I'm very happy about that. Rich Swan rolls into a Davari spinebuster. Cole references Starcade and Arn Anderson. Did you catch any of the Starcade updates? I did. Um, that was the one that they, they featured most heavily was Arn doing the old spinebuster, which was fun. That but, was um, our top post this weekend. I, <laughs> I collected, myself and Brian, we collected the, the results, and virtually every good video we could find, we figured if WWE is not going to show the network, or not going to show it on the network, we'd do the next best thing, and it did exceptionally well. So shout out for Kyler for getting out there and spreading that, and uh, thank to, thanks, thanks to all of you, uh, maybe some new viewers who check that out as well but uh, we do have that up it's under our results section you all can see tons of videos from that as well rich swanee to double suplex to the floor i am over the tower of doom spot for a while yeah especially if it's rich swan doing the power bomb like i don't i don't yeah. i don't buy that he's the one who's like all right guys i'm gonna go ahead and power bomb these two gentlemen over my head who are then suplexing and like, I don't know. I'm not into it. Like it's not, it's cool when it's a big dude who like comes like, okay guys, enough messing around up on the top turnbuckle. I'm going to power bomb all of you. But if it's rich Swan, all 170 pounds of him, I'm like, nah, I'm out. Swan pulls a prone to Zawa out of the ring and hits his finish on Dar. This is good stuff. 13 minutes, a great display of the cruiserweight division. Yeah, um, uh, the only thing that I would change about this is that the way that this whole tournament works out, Fatal 4-Way tonight, Fatal 4-Way next week with what is almost certainly going to be um, Cedric, Mustafa, 
Tony Nice and um, Drew Gulak. Great, fine. But my and the winner of those two matches face off. My only thing is, how are we? How are you not setting it up so we get a Mustafa Ali versus Cedric Alexander for a title shot match? Because that would bring the house down anywhere in the world. Like, I, I'm going to be all about Rich Swan versus either Ali or Alexander. But Mustafa Ali versus Cedric Alexander is like the match I've been wanting them to do since the, since the you know, Cruiserweight Classic. And looking more and more like I might not be getting that one ever. I think maybe you could. Maybe you could. Up next... Roman Reigns defeated Elias in an Intercontinental Championship match. I thought this match kicked ass. WWE relied heavily on wrestling tonight, and they relied heavily on Elias as well. He comes out and welcomes El Hijo del West Texas Rednecks, who are the Miztourage. They lip-sync harmonicas, Alex. It's phenomenal. It is. It's the best terrible harmonica lip syncing that these eyes have ever seen because it was terrible but these guys sold it what they need to explain to both Bo and curtis is that when you move the harmonica back and forth notes will change yeah so when when the harmonica song was playing the same note for extended part of town they were just going yeah (laughs) it was great it was great i loved it i loved it i loved it I remember something like maybe what was the old TV show with the band was it the Partridge Family or whatever? That was that was one sure. Okay, and the kid I remember the kid was strumming a bass and I was like, "You son of a bitch, you! How dare you!" So that happened. Uh, it Elias was such an effective heel here that we got we want Roman chance. Yeah, the true That's, mark yeah. of a great heel. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, also, the true mark of a great heel was saying, it's time to play with the big dog. Uh, I wanted some guy, I want some, if he's going to keep saying that, some heel needs to come out with a, with a stick and ask him to fetch. Because this is stupid. Stop, stop calling him that. Just stop it. Stop calling him that and stop calling Finn an extraordinary man who does extraordinary things. Because that doesn't make sense. <laughs> because that doesn't make sense. Stop it. I'm done with all the nicknames. I'm done with them. Just done. Done. This match was good. Uh, Elias could be Seth Rollins' Jeff Farmer. And that is... that is Just Google him. I love Elias using the flying knee. I, I like Miztourage being roadies. Axel gets speared offside it, or outside. It causes enough of a distraction to get Elias an advantage to land a flying elbow drop, Alex. Ooh, yeah. You that had to know the references were coming. So good. So good. Elias has impressed the hell out of me, man. Uh, you know what impressed me? That electric chair into a sit-down powerbomb. Yeah, that was so good. He keeps bringing out new stuff every week. Somebody tweeted at me, and I tweeted this. Elias, after this match, I might have to admit what I said, because I said this during the match. Elias is a sneaky, like, final seven in the rumble type of guy. Like, you know he's not actually going to win it, but he's in there, and he's doing stuff. He might be a final five, final four type guy by the time the rumble rolls around. 
this guy's impress. He's the trajectory is off the charts. And some guy tweeted at me that he was their pick to win the Honor of the Giant Memorial Battle Royal in, in in next next year. And I was like, man, at the rate he's going, if he's not wrestling for some kind of championship by WrestleMania, like something's gone wrong. So he's he's his push has been cooled off or something because he's just stratospheric right now. Just keep pushing this guy to the moon, like. He was so good in this, I thought they were actually going to put the belt on him. Like, I thought they might actually do it because it's fun to have a heel champ with buddies. You know what I mean? Like, like if, if Roman was just a transitional champ from The Miz to Elias, how great would that be? And what a fun little story for Roman to tell, like, how angry he is that he got cheated out of the Intercontinental champ Championship. It's something for him to do for a month until the Rumble. I don't know. but. But Samson Elias, excuse me, Damn impressed you. the hell out of me because I honestly felt like he was a, just another dude in NXT. Just another dude. And he is so not just another dude. He's a, he's a really great performer. And I, I like I him. It. I like him a lot. Uh, also a great performer, Roman Reigns. His 2.9 game was strong on this night. You better believe that a few of those – I thought were three counts, and I looked back and watched them slow. Oh, no. He has perfected the art of the 2.9999 kickout. Yeah. This goes 15 minutes. Reigns picks up the win. Elias looked great, and Reigns was a giant part of why Roman Reigns made Elias look like a million bucks tonight. Yeah. After this, Samoa Joe comes out and strangles Roman Reigns. I am good with this program to help us get through the next, oh, six, seven weeks. Yeah, I hmm. I cannot explain to you how much I love this Samoa Joe. Like, this is the Joe who, who used to come out, and I'm not going to be able to do it justice because I, I, I got a bad throat. But he would come out the next scene and just go, Regal! Just the way he would scream it, just to get real yeah. attention. Like, I love that guy. I wanted some carts come, come out and start screaming angle at the top of his lungs to get to make this guy give him matches he wants. Um, the, yeah, I, I love that he just stalks people. Like, like the, remember who did this to you? All this kind of stuff that he used to say to guys. I, I, I love it. Um, this is absolutely the program that gets this show from now until January 28th or whenever the Rumble is. This is the program. You can anchor your show around Roman Reigns and Samoa Joe. And I, I mean, this is the implications are fantastic. From 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 Dino trying to step up and get and take out Samoa Joe after next week or like a couple of weeks from now after whatever, like, and then he gets taken out himself. All this fun stuff to do. You can have Samoa Joe and Sheamus and Cesaro versus the whole Shield match that can anchor a yeah. whole episode of Raw. There's all kinds of stuff you can do with this. I'm I'm absolutely here for a Roman versus Joe feud. I am very excited to see who is and isn't on this week's NXT tapings on Wednesday. We will have live spoilers of that as as well. Live discussion. You all can talk all throughout those spoilers. Asuka defeated Dana Brooke with the quickness, immediately arm bars and beats Dana Brooke. Kind of sad Dana's mom had surgery this morning and wasn't yeah. there for it, but uh, this was a great ass kicking. And I think it's better that it happened here. I think it was. it makes more of an impression when you see Asuka – had the type of matches she's had before, and you know she's still undefeated. Absolution surround Asuka. She slowly backs off. 
I think it's also a good move to not have them beat down Asuka. Yes. Um, a lot of things to talk about in this very sh- quick segment. Dana Brooke comes out, and they do a little picture-in-picture and a little uh, promo she cuts about how she's figured out Asuka. She watched the match that I had last week, and she's found some holes in Asuka's game. She's so you be ready, Asuka. And literally, as soon as the promo ended, she got armbarred and tapped out. Like it was within, within a second. <laughs> that was great. I was actually talking about earlier in the night why Nia Jax and Asuka have not been involved in this absolution thing. Because these are the two women who I feel like could take out two out of the three girls by themselves, at least. And probably wouldn't cotton to these three women coming in and taking over their show. So I loved that that Absolution came out. And I also loved that they were like, nah, one of us is going to die. Like, we might take her out, but one of us is dead by the end of it. So they, they let her leave. And Asuka, to her credit, was like, I'm not going to fight you guys right now. But I'm, I'm backing away with a smile on my face. Now I just need Naya to be it. I, actually, what I want is for Naya to be the fourth man, if you will, the fourth woman in this group. And, and for them, for, for it to be teased as though Naya's going to come out and take them out or whatever. And Naya, so, no, no, you know what? I like these girls. And I'm going to be the enforcer for this group. That could be a lot of fun, too. Um, but Naya, Naya needs to be a, a part of this in some way because her absence speaks more than anything else. By the way, as Joseph pointed out on Twitter, Mandy's using the Angel's Wings, not Beth Phoenix's old finisher. Either way. Okay. It's not a move that I, I would like to see Mandy doing. It's uh, Christopher Daniels, every time he does it, it's smooth. Yeah. You can see that it takes a little time whenever Mandy does it. I feel like somebody else has used it as well. Kane defeated Jason Jordan via countout, then loses to Finn Balor via DQ. Backstage earlier, Jordan and Angle are backstage talking about uh, his injury. <laughs> Jordan says he's good to go and gets Kane. Then Jordan gets on the mic and explains his injury. Now, a lot of people were, I mean, like just genuinely hating and trashing Jason Jordan. We had Booker T this week explain why he hated Jason Jordan on his podcast. I'm guessing you didn't get to see that, did you? I didn't didn't see that, no. He said, I'm not healing anybody. I don't like him. (laughs) I don't think he deserves the spot. Wow. Phenomenal. So here's what I'm saying. I know a lot of you aren't MMA fans. We're we're a big crossover site. We have the best crossover content ever, ever at Fightful.com, pro wrestling, MMA, boxing. Go back and watch a post fight for any time that Tito Ortiz lost a fight. I mean, any time. He's like, well, I came out here and fought. Even though I had cancer and prostate cancer and breast cancer and AIDS and Ebola and I stubbed my toe before I came out, I had a hangnail. That is Jason Jordan, and I love it. I think it's fantastic. I think it's great. Tito Ortiz was a supremely talented fighter. It's still a pretty good fighter, like considering his age and all of his injuries. He had some legit injuries. But he would always have that excuse to fall back on. And Jason Jordan is jumping all over that. I think it's hilarious. I want the guy to win the Royal Rumble. I want Jason Jordan to win the Royal Rumble. He ain't going to do it, but I want him to win the Royal Rumble. 
I love it. Somebody asked me if I'm covering the Talib Crabtree fight. No, no punches were landed. I'm not covering that fight. Um, I uh, my favorite part of Booker T and on Jason Jordan crime uh, this week was um, he falls out of the ring and lands, hurts his knee, and the very first thing Booker T says is "Suck it up, kid." <laughs> like he's writhing in pain, screaming in agony. Suck it up, kid. Like, ah, oh, it's so great. Uh, I, I'm, I, I don't know why I take such pleasure in, in, in Booker T hating Jason Jordan, but I do. It, it's fun. I love it. Jason Jordan's uppercut cell is also fun. He bumped like a maniac off of that. Fain, well, he had another knee injury. He gets counted yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> he was hilarious. It was it was great. It was great. Yep. He gets his ass kicked by Kane. Did we get Kane for mayor chance? We got let's go mayor. Okay. That day that's good enough, man. Yep. He he has like like right now, he is at a post raw rally across town from where the from where they actually had the thing. Like that was it was a schedule. Like after Raw, come over to my big political rally. Well you know, you you can vote vote for vote for me vote for Kane. He gets it. You think he'll he'll win it? I mean, I don't know. I don't, I, I don't follow local Tennessee politics, even though I was there uh, in the state uh, earlier last week. Um, but I don't know who he's running against. I don't know if the uh, if the if the city tends blue or red. Uh, but uh, if it tends red, who better than the big red machine? People are killing me on the chat about wanting Jason. They said, Sean smoking something, Jason Jordan winning the Rumble. I said, want, mm-hmm. want, yeah, want. Although I'm pretty sure Booker T would retire from his job. <laughs> I would love it if he just took off his headset and threw him down and stormed off. Oh my God. Bret Hart's outburst after the Montreal screw job would be elementary in comparison to what Booker T would do to that set if Jason Jordan won. And that's half the reason I won it. Yeah. I got to hear the Booker T reaction. Yeah. To me, this is like Bobby Heenan hating Hulk Hogan level. When that heel turn happens, Booker yeah. T's going to look like a million bucks. Booker T's going to look you. like a goddamn genius. I told you. <laughs> yeah. I And I'm ready for the validation of Booker T's opinion. I, I want it. I need it. <laughs> so Finn Balor comes out, I don't know, presumably to help Jason Jordan? I guess. He, like, we'll use the term, dawdles his way to the ring. Yeah. Just like an 80-year-old woman deciding what kind of peaches she wants at, at Ken's New Market on a Wednesday evening. Just strolling to the ring. My collar's not popped enough. Let me take care of this. And yeah. at the end of the entrance, they take a commercial break. Mm-hmm. Like, Jason Jordan is on the floor. He has torn his ACL, MCL, his meniscus, his... Like, his patella is gone. He's going bone on bone. He has the knee of Terry Funk in Beyond the Mat at this point. No mention. (laughs) No mention. No. Booker T can't even share an insult after this. 
and we got a match. Old Kane pulling double duty for the hometown. Like, good for him. But Finn Balor does a front drop kick out of the ring, and Kane goes, nah, son, that's bad psychology. I'm going to hit you with a chair now. <laughs> and that's it. No, no more Finn. Finn has been having fun with the not over yep. rumors that that have been on Twitter. That's that's definitely worth worth a watch. Braun Strowman comes out, and you know I wonder if this is the right place for Braun Strowman to beat up Kane and expect a babyface response. He got some one more time chance though. He beat up Kane, yep. power slammed him very gingerly onto some stairs, and then attacked his throat. That was raw. What what did you think of? That entire last segment where Kane, the heel, yep. goes through, like, had to go through three guys. Yeah. Man, I don't know. I, I feel like, I feel like if he wins the mayoral election, like, he's out, right? He's done. He's retiring. And, like, they're setting this up. So if that happens, they can easily have a retirement match um, or an angle, at least, to get him out. Um, I'm assuming also if if they're having the the you know the election soon, him getting his larynx crushed is a good enough reason for him to write him off the show for a bit. Mm-hmm. Uh, although it didn't didn't keep Braun off the show, but you know that's Braun. The guy survives anything. Um, yeah, I, I, I'm 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 fine with it. I mean, this is the thing is that. I, I guess I agree with a lot of people on Twitter. It's absurd that Kane is in a main event level program in 2017. But not if it's his last main event program and his last program period ever. If this is his retirement way, that you build this guy back up for one giant last monster run so he can put over Braun for good, you know, that's important. And and I'm I'm willing to allow that. Do I think it should come at the expense of Finn Balor? No, I do not. Hey, remember when Finn Balor beat AJ Styles clean? Remember that? Remember that was a thing that happened like yeah. literally, what, three and a half weeks ago? It does not just that seems absurd to think of it now. AJ being champion and all over on the other brand. Listen, honestly, the best thing that could possibly happen is for Finn Balor to wind up over on SmackDown, where the champion. Yeah is a guy he can actually fight because no one believes there's a possibility that Finn Balor has a chance against Brock Lesnar. As long as Brock is the champion, there's no way anyone's like, why would you even say, yeah, I'm coming back for my universal title. That's just not a thing. It's not a thing. So yeah, it's, it's, there are good and bad points with all this. Um, But I, I love Braun standing tall at the end of my raw. That's what I say thought the raw was fine honestly if you're into a lot of in-ring wrestling and i am it's a good show for you otherwise maybe not the show for you and uh that's the beauty of subjective entertainment guys a little programming note smackdown live tomorrow night don't know if i'm going to the show or not but you will have anna and alex no matter what uh anna is confirmed for the christmas raw alex you have the night off oh fantastic my my family will be so pleased I mean, I just gave you a cooked goose. Yeah. I just did it. Beautiful. Yeah. Beautiful. Of course, so uh, we have the Listen Your Boy, 3 p.m. Eastern. We always have guests on that show from the world of wrestling. 
I have a Final Battle post-show that will air right after Ring of Honor Final Battle, December 15th. Also, uh, Thursday, January 4th, at about 4 or 5 p.m. Eastern, we're doing a New Japan Wrestle Kingdom 12 wrap-up. I wanted to give people enough time to catch the show. I know a lot of you aren't up in the wee hours of the morning like our own David Tease and Brian Rose who are covering that show, but uh, you can check it out there. Of course, Fightful.com has tons of exclusives. Every single day you go to Fightful.com, you will get news that you can't get anywhere else because we've got the scoops, my friends, all over the place. Listen to the guy, the super professional guy, running an operation out of his home office wearing a crying Jordan Christmas sweatshirt. We got the scoops, my friends. We are like a year and a half into this. We've had millions of downloads and clicks and views and hits and all that stuff. And I want to thank you guys so much. I wish all of you who celebrated Thanksgiving last week, I hope you had a, a happy Thanksgiving. But Alex, what else you got going on? Has there, has there been, there hasn't been as much ridiculous over the past week that you've been gone. I've been waiting to find something to assign you. Everybody's keeping their wits about them. It's a little disappointing yeah. to me. It's weird. Maybe they don't want to be in the uh, in the news cycle for the holidays. They want to stay under the radar. But I'm sure yeah. stuff will crop up. It's the holidays. Maybe I'll do. Maybe I'll find something to uh, to uh, a movie review or something I could do at some point. Uh, yeah. Maybe I'll go back and watch the Marine Five, which I never actually watched or reviewed in the anticipation of the Marine Six. Oh man, that's the one. That's the one. Like, I mean, they haven't had their breakout film in the series yet, but that's the no, one. That's the one. The six. Marine Six. At some point, people are going to start suspecting that that's like a porn series or something. <laughs> because porn series are the only ones that go up that high. Yeah, well, unless it's Fast and Furious. That's true. That's, that's a good point. That's a good point. Guys, thank you all so much. You can follow Alex at Pawlowski the fourth. You can follow me at Sean Rossat. Follow us at Fightful Online. Give us a like on Facebook at Fightful Online and subscribe, thumbs up, like, share, all that good stuff. I want to thank you guys so much. Interact with me on those forums. Tune into our flagship show on Wednesdays, The List and Your Boy. Until next time, guys, we are out. Save big money and transform your home with new appliances now at Menards. We offer the lowest prices and the largest in-stock appliance selection ready to take home today. Check out top appliance brands, including KitchenAid, Maytag, Whirlpool, Amana, and Criterion. Upgrade your home and save big money on new appliances at Menards. Shop our entire selection of appliance options online today at Menards.com. Save big money at Menards. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply.